Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm very excited today. We have a very special guest, Director Cook. Um, she's the director of the Washington, D.C. Mayor's Office of Deaf, Deaf, Blind, and Hard of Hearing. Director Cook, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So, Director Cook, do you want to start and tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. So, um, right now I'm director of the Mayor's Office of Deaf, Deaf, Blind, and Hard of Hearing. And what that means is um, I basically am the inaugural director that is setting up what we envision for DC to be for the Deaf, Deaf, Blind, and Hard of Hearing community. And one of the hashtags we have is Deaf Friendly DC, right? Making sure that every part of DC is fully accessible. And mm-hmm. to that end, I'm using a lot of my skills and my background and experience, bringing that to the table. So my background runs a gamut from higher education administration. I was assistant dean of students at Dartmouth College and also working in nonprofit sector. Um, I was vice president of programs at Communication Services for the Deaf. So that doesn't include some of the political campaigns I was, um, you know, participated in and some of the executive coaching I've done in the past as well. So wide, very wide and diverse. Um, background, but it all comes together to the vision of making sure that DC is fully accessible for the deaf, deaf, blind, and hard of hearing. That's fantastic. And, you know, such an important initiative. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, the recent events, you know, what you've been doing, you know, to make DC more accessible. Sure. So um, recently in April, we have Deaf History Month, and we just had a plethora of opportunities. One thing that I'm really proud of is that we're trying to make sure we hit all different audiences, right? So some events um, are centering deafblind community members. For example, we recently had Deafblind Legacy Week, where we really highlighted and focused on the deafblind community here in D.C., their experiences, their voices, and also for folks who may not be comfortable being out as a deafblind person, uh, because in the deaf community, there is kind of marginalization that happens within the deafblind deaf community, right? Um, and so making sure we create space where they're the leaders and folks who may not be comfortable to come out as deafblind can still learn and still find role models and still figure out how to get access to resources and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So we're really proud of that. Um, we had a full gamut of, of, of programs, for example, for parents and for community members, such as a tour of Gallaudet University, so that um, family members and community members at large can learn about what are the options for my child or for my neighbors who may be deaf and hard of hearing, especially for the vast majority of hearing people, they, they don't engage with deaf communities and hard of hearing communities. So there's no way to kind of visualize what life could be like beyond maybe some stereotypical things we see on TV, you know? Um, so just understanding the day-to-day reality and making sure that you give them opportunities. And of course, we had the ASL Jubilee, which take place, um, kind of closed out Deaf History Month. And that was a really, really exciting time of music, um, deaf, hard of hearing, and um, deaf blind vendors were able to have tables and sell their wares and really highlight their businesses. And also for resource fairs um, side of it, where we had local nonprofits, government agencies, um, 
who shared a lot about their resources as it relates specifically to deaf, deaf, blind, and hard of hearing communities. Um, and of course, we have some ASL lessons in there as well for folks who wanted to learn a few words here and there. So all of that culminates in making sure that we hit every single part of DC, whether or not you identify as part of the deaf communities, right, as hard of hearing or late deaf and deaf blind or what have you, or if you're a hearing person who, um, it's just curious and want to learn more. Yeah, yeah. I love all those initiatives, and I wish that I lived closer to Washington, D.C., so I could have attended all of those events. But, you know, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know... I imagine a lot of the work that you do too, you know, is not only supporting, you know, the deaf, the deaf, blind, and the hard of hearing community, but it's also to education for people who may not, you know, be affected by that or, you know, necessarily in touch with the community. Am I right in that? Yeah, that is true. You know, one thing that I'm really, really proud of is, um, especially working with my biologist, the fact that she's really big on community education. It's actually built into the code of my office to do evaluation and to do education and to make sure that we're increasing knowledge across the board um, within the District of Columbia. So um, one thing that is very exciting is we're creating these things as, as I speak. Literally, my deputy um, director is working on the training program right now. My policy analyst is doing um, an accessibility toolkit. You know, like all of these things are happening at the same time. My interpreter, Tia, she's here, is working on um, the interpreter standardization and surveys and assessment. So across the board, um, we're, we're laying that groundwork um, one thing about us is because we're a brand new office, we're soon approaching our running anniversary. Um, because we're a brand new office, everything is, you know, starting from scratch and we're trying to make sure that everything we do has a ripple effect mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, this is a brand new office. So talk to me a little bit about how, you know, the mayor's investments in DC's deaf ecosystem. Talk to me a little bit about that. Oh, yes. You know, it's across the board. Right now, we are focusing on DC's comeback, right? So this is DC downtown and all of DC downtown. So we have multiple downtowns across DC and every single ward and every single district. And a lot of the investments are match the investments that are needed for the deaf ecosystem. So a little bit about the deaf ecosystem. What is that? The deaf ecosystem is basically where we, um, focus on the dollar, the deaf dollar, and and navigate every single aspect of our lives also hit within the deaf community, right? So we're talking deaf-owned business. We're talking deaf-blind nonprofits. We're talking um, farmers markets, right, where farms are being led by folks who are hard of hearing. Things of that nature, making sure that the dollar stays in there. So one thing that we're really proud of is because of the mayor's investment in small business, because of partnerships with, for example, um, GIEI, which is Gallaudet Institute for Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurship and Innovation, right? So folks who are interested in figuring out, I'm a deaf person, I'm a deaf blind person, I'm a hard of hearing person. How do I even start a business? This is completely new to me. I don't even know where to start. Getting those resources together. And then, of course, the vast, vast amount of um, grants and opportunities that are out there. My voucher just put out the Black Homeownership Initiative, which is going to increase the number of homeowners who are going to be able to transfer from apartment living to owning their own space, right? Mm -hmm. And what a powerful way to maintain the deaf dollar than to 
actually own own their own uh, their own land, their own home, or their own business. And of course, there's a lot of grants coming out for small business development. Um, you can find more information at obviouslydc.gov. That's obviouslydc.gov, which is a wide list of small business um, grants and opportunities available to you. So all of these things um, the mayor of is already doing naturally fit into the deaf ecosystem. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, speaking on businesses, I, I'd love to hear how businesses can increase communications accessibility for the deaf, the deaf blind and the hard of hearing um, to make, you know, DC more deaf friendly. Talk to me a little bit about that. Oh, sure. You know what? It's a variety of ways. So it can be as simple as if you're a bar owner and you have another TV screen or if you're at a hospital. And they have those TV screens that are you know, showing the news over and over again or the latest soap opera. They can sort of turn the captions on. You know, like that's really simple. That takes no money. Just press another button on the remote and then we're providing assets, right? But another way that's even more meaningful is to make sure that you have staff on hand who do sign. Making sure that when I go into a restaurant, for example, there's a capture machine available. So I can go in and, you know, at the heart of hearing person, maybe I can, you know, communicate via talking, but I don't know ASL, I don't know sign language, and I just don't want to be able to get, get information. Having a capture machine right there so I can read what, what the person is saying, make sure I don't miss information. So mm-hmm. there's a wide range of ways. And the most, most, most accessible way, of course, is for restaurants and small businesses in the DMV at, at large to partner mm-hmm. with their own businesses, right? Um, mm-hmm. All of these different ways to make sure that we are supporting the community and making DC become much more different. You know, you mentioned one thing too, you know, off camera talking about accessibility. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, like we said, talked about educating the small things. Like it doesn't cost any money to turn sub, you know, to turn the captions on. Um, and you know, I think it's really important the work that you're doing for DC, but also to the advocacy platform that you have to advocate on a national level as well. You know what? Um, so are you talking about in terms of as, as a whole population, the ways in which the people can be advocates? Yeah. Oh, you know, that's a really great, great question. The easiest way is to make sure that you tap into folks in your neighborhood, in your um, networks, in your fraternities and sororities, in your um, country club, in your neighborhood bar that you frequent all the time, right? Deaf, deaf, blind, and hard of hearing people are everywhere, literally everywhere, mm-hmm. especially in the DMV, mm-hmm. right? Um, the DMV, the DC has the largest concentration of deaf people in the United States. Mm-hmm. The DMV has the largest concentration of deaf people in the world, in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we're leaders in that area. And yeah. that's something we should be proud of. We should yeah. be proud of being seen as the deaf capital of the world. You know, um, and so I really want to make sure that when folks are thinking about advocacy, think about the people that you're already around. You see mm-hmm. someone signing, don't be afraid to go up and, you know, maybe write down, hey, you know, I'm, I'm your neighbor. I, I come to the bar often. I see you here. You want to say hi and write down, or, you know, the, the other person will let you know their best mode of conversation, whether that's, you know, an app where, you know, you could talk and read or, 
they're writing back and forth. And then from there, you're building relationships and you figure out what do you need and how can I be an advocate, right? Mm -hmm. So it looks different for different people, but it's always possible. It could always fit into your own areas of interest that are already there. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, if you're someone who volunteers a lot, and for example, um, DC has a really strong emergency management uh, process and programming, of course, we're an urban center. So the emergency management um, process of DC is very, very, very fine-tuned, but it relies a lot on the amazing, amazing volunteers. It's something that, you know, I've lived in a lot of places. And I've never seen a place where people and community members and residents and Washingtonians as a whole love to support one another and volunteer, partner, mm -hmm. and invest in community, right? So if you're someone who volunteers a lot, and for example, you in, um, volunteer with emergency management and planning, take an extra training on how to make sure that we're doing um, emergency management for people with disabilities and deaf folks, right? Or if you're someone who um, it's all about entertainment and you're on a committee planning a street festival, for example, a street festival, um, which takes place in the fall every year, quite popular. Um, you're already doing that. That's an area of interest. Maybe advocacy for, for you could look like, how can I make sure that this festival is accessible? If you're someone who's a parent and you're really involved in your child's school, you can go to a PTA meeting or talk with teachers and say, hey, what are ways in which we can make assets a part of the work that we do, not just for making sure we have interpreters or making sure we have caption, but how can I, you know, do a program that's specific to folks who are deaf and hard of hearing? and making sure that parents are getting information that they may not have access to. So mm -hmm. advocacy could just look like whatever you're already doing and making mm -hmm. that accessible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And being, you know, taking a conscious effort to put yourself out there and to help advocate and to help be part of the community. Um, you know, I... As we start to wrap up this conversation, Director Cook, I'm wondering if there's a certain event or something coming up that you're really excited about um, it, with the office. Yes. So we, like I mentioned earlier, we're posting one year anniversary of our office. And on June 8th, we'll be hosting at City Hall the one year anniversary um, celebration of the mayor's office of Deaf, Deaf, and Hurricane. You know, this, this office, this office relied a lot on community to be created in the first place, right? There's a lot of community advocacy. And so the past year um, had been about honoring that advocacy, about honoring those community members who advocated for the office and making sure that every step we take um, is part of a long-term plan of addressing the needs of the community. And that took a lot of support, a lot of learning, and, uh, you know, a lot of... Um, Hands on, Bill, let you go. Ooh, that's a surprise. Now we know, you know. And community members were with us every step of the way. So we want to have the celebration to just not only, you know, connect with um, the folks over City Hall and, and just let them know, hey, the community has your back. And we're excited about where we're going, but also to recognize community members mm -hmm. and say, hey, you know, this, this year has been, you know, a learning experience for us all, but there are some of you who went the extra mile and really supported the work that we do, and so we want to recognize them as well. Um, so it's going to be a great opportunity and time for mingling. That's that's going to be at the Wilton Building City Hall, on um, DC City Hall, on June 8th at 6 p.m. 
Um, if you're interested in more information, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on almost every platform, be it LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, same handle, at D-C-M-O-D-D-H-H. Again, that's at D-C-M-O-D-D-H-H. And all those platforms um, where we send all of our information. And very soon, we're going to have a newsletter up and running where we'll, you can opt in and you'll be in the loop at every moment at um, events that are taking place, not just with our office, but across D.C. Because one thing to make sure that D.C. is more accessible and more deaf-friendly and really um, accessible to the full range of the community is knowing ahead of time, here are all these great programs taking place. June mm-hmm. Adult Pride Month, so we have a lot of events coming up for that, partnering with the Mayor's Office of LGBTQ Affairs, as well as um, Immigrant Heritage Month and Caribbean Heritage Month and Juneteenth and Black American Music Month, you know, and DC is the home of go-go, right? So most folks don't even know there's such a genre as death go-go. Right, so all, all these little things, you know, we want to make sure that folks are in the loop for a lot of great programs. To so follow us on social media, like and subscribe, and stay in the loop. I love it. I love it. Well, Director Cook, as we wrap up this conversation, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, you know, either about, you know, your work, advocacy, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Sure, you know what? Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you take that extra step, step of being conscious of how can I make sure that I'm a part of DC future and a DC story of becoming more accessible. And it could look like something as simple as what you're already doing and being more conscious. So definitely take a look. Make sure that you're part of the deaf ecosystem. All of the plans that Mayor Bowser has for DC's comeback directly linked to the deaf ecosystem. Just the best way to do that is to make sure we're supporting the comeback plan. So take mm-hmm. a look at that and see how you can be involved as well. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, Director Cook, this has been a fantastic conversation. I want to thank you again for being on the show. Tierra, our interpreter, also thank you for making this uh, podcast accessible for you know the deaf, hard of hearing, deafblind. I really appreciate you, both of you. I think this was a great conversation and I appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thank you so much, Cozy. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really of course. excited, um, you know, to see um, more of these happening. And I'm so glad. Thank you so much for being intentional about accessibility during this podcast. It's the first for us, but hopefully it's the first of many. So thank you. I, I agree. I agree. Well, take care. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io. W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.